0: And not just speaking real facts nice. oh, right here is everything you need oh, this ain't no get rich quick thing. create your own economy cause we're ahead of the crypto curve yeah create your own economy let's get ahead of the crypto curve yeah Learn from the Queen of Crypto, your host, Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind.
1: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you today. is February 21st and we are having an incredible day in this cryptocurrency space just looking at a whole lot of different things to try to help our community understand cryptocurrency but really understand what makes money move in this country. A lot of times we are hearing uh, different individuals that you know share information with you on how to invest and what to invest in and all of these things but what Tools are they utilizing to help make these, uh, these different decisions? And so, uh, you know, I kind of like him being in the money business. To some of the things I have to say that I associated with being in church or being in uh, any type of a religion. A lot of times we listen to our leaders, and our leaders are telling us exactly what we need to be doing. And not necessarily that they're skimming over the information that they're reading. However, it is incumbent upon all us to actually open up those books, open up those reports, open up those different things to really find out for ourselves, because we are at a point in history where we need to know because we know and not because someone else told us so. And I think uh, as I started to come out of college and I started to really study money. That is one of the biggest takeaways that I got from growing up in church. A lot of times we were doing things that we were told to do, uh, but we didn't know why we were doing it. It was either something that actually was just tradition or something that wasn't even actually sometimes. And I'm not saying all the time, wasn't actually in the book, wasn't actually in the Bible. And so when I took and started looking at that, I really started to dig in this money system to see exactly what it is they're telling us, why we do what we do. Why do African-Americans do or have some of the train, the thoughts that we have? And so as we continue to go through this week, I have dug into some more things to just try to help us understand some of the language that we're hearing and absolutely Uh, Cling on to someone uh, in any space that you're in to really get information. But this week is all about kind of breaking down some of the different uh, things that we hear in the old money space. And uh, I had a couple of questions and it's going to kind of all be intertwined in here. We're not going to actually have a Ask Naja Roberts section this week because most of what I'm talking to you about is because someone has asked me. Someone wanted to really understand the difference between inflation and disinflation and deflation because they're three totally different things. And again, wording in our country, unfortunately, and I call it a play on words. Let's us think that things are doing that they're doing better than they are. So today we're going to hit some of those things Uh, before we get going for the day. I want to first and foremost, again, just always say uh, happy Black Futures Month to each and every one of you today. We actually honored a two young ladies. They are out of the Atlanta, Georgia area, and they call themselves the jump out girls. And what they did was they jumped out of old money, traditional finances, and they jumped into cryptocurrency. And they've been in this space for about two years. And I like the sisters a whole lot. Um, they are teaching, educating on Bitcoin and One of the things that I'm always talking about, they're actually tackling that. And it's going to take all of us in this Bitcoin space to come at with different approaches. Their approach is how do you utilize your Bitcoin and bring in more money, kind of like rewards points. So they're working with platforms where you can spend your cryptocurrency and get Bitcoin back. Now, absolutely nothing wrong with that. I again it's going to take each and every one of us to come from our own angles to get the certain people to that are looking for those types of things and so we're just going to make sure that we continue to all do our part and they're using just so you all know and these are these are companies that I actually utilize too I just don't Talk that much about them because my thing is, we are number one consumers, we have to buy things anyway. I get that, and we might as well get Satoshis back. So, they're using platforms like Fold. F-O-L-D. You can download that on your cell phone. And as you're using your Fold cards, you're earning Satoshi's back instead of cash back. You can absolutely do those things. And again, that's the jump out, girls. And if you go to uh, Najaroberts.com or you go to my link tree or you send me a text message, there is a Fold link on there. There's also a Lolly app on there. It's called Lolly. And we get Bitcoin back for what we're spending Earlier last year, I shared with you all that we spend a lot of money at Costco's and Sam's Club because all the children we have. Uh, but we do earn Satoshi's back on those platforms. But there are some stipulations. But that's what the jump out girls do. They're spending. They're enjoying whatever they're buying. And they're teaching people how to earn Satoshi's back. So. My hat goes off to the jump out girl. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we're going to jump into our birthdays, our Cryptopian birthdays for the day. And then we're going to get into talking about the Consumer Price Index. And again, those deflation, inflation and disinflation. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: In a moment, In a moment. more with Nasir naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: All right. Good. Good. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are going to get started with our Cryptopian birthdays for today. We have Everett Alexander and we have Fola G, Linda Stewart, Michelle, Elizabeth, Missy P and Alan Lou. I would like to say happy birthday to each and every one of you. I hope that your day is filled with love, joy, peace, and happiness today. And so, If you want a shout out for your birthday, please do me a favor and send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, that number is 424-317-7373. We definitely have to always give a shout out to our fellow Cryptopians that are out there because we definitely have to stick together. This is a space where you need to know other individuals that are thinking and on the same wavelength with you. And so we do that. Uh, so one of the things that I'm going to do really quick is jump into the cryptocurrency price so we can get that part out of the way today. Bitcoin is trading at twenty four thousand three hundred and ninety six again twenty four thousand three hundred and ninety six. It is down in the last hour point six seven percent and it is down in the last 24 hours one point six five percent. And in the last seven days is actually up nine point. 94%. Now I want you to catch this because we're going to start to learn about correlation, like things that are correlated uh, between the cryptocurrency market and the stock market. Um, People are starting to say that Bitcoin is starting to you know, kind of veer away from the correlations in the stock market and all of those things, but I want you to still always pay attention to the correlation in the cryptocurrency space. When Bitcoin is down in certain areas or up in certain areas, as are all the rest of the cryptocurrencies, sort of, kind of. So I'm going to say that because it's it for more times than not. And so right now with Ethereum, it's the exact same pattern. Ethereum is at $1,662. It is down in the last hour, 0.51%. In the last 24 hours, it's down 2.5%. But when you look at the seven day, just like Bitcoin, it is up 6.9%. And as I scroll down coin market cap, it is exactly the same for almost all of the cryptocurrencies. And so, again, when we're looking at trading, when we're looking at price Uh, A lot of these things are they say they're in correlation, but they have started really talking about the fact that Bitcoin's price is not caring about the macro news. And we talk about the macro news and it's starting to kind of separate itself from some of the things that are happening. And we're going to talk about that if we have time, because today is just definitely going to be jam packed with things. And so As we start to learn some of the terminology, some of the things that happen in the market to make the price of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin go up and down some of the things that happen in the stock market to make the prices go up and down again I'm always talking to you all about looking at the macro because I just basically feel like I've been in money for a very long time and nobody ever talked to us about looking at the macro picture because when we look at macro uh, when you're just going to work every day or even if you have a small business you're thinking that that problem is a about them over there in that country or that over there doesn't affect me uh, immediately. And it actually does. Uh, and so when I started looking at the macro just again, like, and and I have to relate everything to, uh, I don't relate everything to religion, but as I think about uh, looking at the bigger picture of everything and not just being in the moment, but the big picture where things are going, how things are being treated, Uh, how, how people go about doing different things, how things were gone about in the Bible, like all these things really affect uh, what you do in that day to make a week, a month, two years, five years, 10 years better than it's been in the past. And so as we look at the macro, that is very, very important. But there were a couple of terms that I said that I've had at least five people really try to get an understanding of the difference between inflation, deflation, and disinflation. So inflation means, of course, prices are going up. That is inflation. Deflation means prices are going down. Now, this is the tricky part that we've been hearing the last couple of weeks. And if you listen closely, they are saying that disinflation has started. So when you hear disinflation, just for the normal everyday person, you know, you're cooking dinner, you're not really paying attention to things. And you're again, in your mind, disinflation, you're thinking something is going down And so it kind of makes you feel a little bit better about spending and doing things. And I'm trying to get you all in the mindset to understand that there is a play on words. There is a play on numbers to get us to do what they need us to do in order to keep the economy running or for enough time for, to allow them to print money or do whatever it is that they need to do in their best interest. But ultimately, we need to be figuring out what's in our best interest. So disinflation, ladies and gentlemen, is not deflation. So when you keep hearing our president and Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen and all of these individuals that are talking about money, saying that we're in the disinflation phase, just understand the price is still going up, but not at the rate that it was maybe the month before or the year before, and um, and so that is a play on words because when you hear disinflation, you think it's okay to go out and spend. I am really, really. Hanging on really tight to asking our community to try your very best to refrain right now from big box items, cars and things of that sort. Uh, if you got a good deal, obviously take it. But for the most part, we've really got to see where everything is going. Uh, we've got to find out, you know, when it's a good time to get in and out of these different um, asset classes. Or is it time for us to go into risk assets, risk assets, being stock and those sorts of things? And it really looks like it's a good time to do that because we are in the disinflation again. Inflation is not going down at all. It's continuing to go up, but just not at the rate that it used to be. And so as we begin to learn these things and you begin to pay a little bit closer attention to some to what some of the some of the things that they're saying, you will start to realize, hey, you know, they're giving different signals. They're trying to get us to do a certain thing. And I'm always asking myself, and I want you to always start asking those questions. Why are they saying and doing what they're doing? There's a reason for everything. Every single thing that something that happens, why is this happening? What lesson can I learn from this? What are they trying to deflect from? What are they trying to get my attention to? What are they trying to, um, you know, just what are they trying to do? And I, again, I know a lot of you are new listeners. I liken it to us growing up as kids. We weren't allowed. I know I wasn't allowed to ask my grandmother or my mother or my father why. Why? Like they tell you don't do something, and you want to ask why. The why was not even able to be asked, or you would just get popped, as they would say. Uh, So it was because I said so. And so we're in a space and time right now, you need to ask yourself why all of these things are happening. Uh, What does that mean? What does this mean down the road? What does this look like? How are these things that are being implemented right now going to change? Not necessarily immediately. Not immediately at all. It's going to be down the road. And so as we look at these different reports, again, I made a comment last week about them changing the data for this consumer price index report. So whether Jerome Powell in the feds, which is different from our government, and I got to make sure everybody is understanding these are two totally different entities. The feds are private. The the government is our public, but they are all intertwined, but they are separate entities. And in a sense, these two industries are, and I say industries, these two entities are actually fighting with one another. Why is that? Because the government needs the prices to come down because people spend more. And when you spend more or you buy things, you pay taxes and tax money from taxes goes to the government. And if the, the feds are raising the interest rate and stopping people from spending, that means the money that the government would normally get, they don't get anymore, which is taking them into the negative. And so we've got these two entities and I don't even think people even understand how at odds they are because Janet Yellen at the government wants to see prices come down. And then the, and, and, and rightfully so again, so people can spend, they pay their taxes, the tax money from the treasury goes to the government. But, you know, the feds have something else to, they have a whole nother agenda. And so as we look at these things, we start to understand why, things are going on and so unless someone enlightens you on these things like you don't know you just go about the day thinking everybody is has the same agenda and they're all working together and it's just absolutely not that way and so when we look or we talked about the CPI last week and the consumer price index came out the jobs report came out and they said that um You know, that we we were doing such a fabulous job because everybody was into jobs and things of that sort and changed the numbers. And I say and I said at the time that the jobs report came out, it just did not make sense. And so what we later found out after that, because, again, I did some digging, is that they included people uh, that had gotten jobs to be someone like myself who had one full time job. Normally they would just count me once, but because they needed the numbers to look the way that they needed to, they didn't care if I had a second or a third job, they counted that second and that third job as a person. And it should not have been like that. But again, when you're able to manipulate numbers, When you're able to make reports look like you need them to make so that you can make decisions about money based on those reports, we have an issue. And that is why the cryptocurrency space and the blockchain space is going to be so critically important to us moving forwards because the numbers Are the numbers are the numbers and they can't change the buckets of 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 how they determine these reports. And so as we look at the Consumer Price Index, the CPI, they have several different buckets that they utilize to come up with these reports. And so what I recognized last week, just really looking at it and then listening to some of the other people to make sure that I'm on the right path and that my suspicions are correct. I found that they changed the buckets. They changed some of the buckets to make it look as if uh, the consumer price index, we were doing better than we are. But not only that, they changed the metrics as far as year over year. They started instead of year over year, like um, really comparing 2020 to 2021. To 2022 to 2023 they started doing it by the month which allows them to change the metrics so if you can't tell the right story you change the data and that is one of the biggest things that we take out of this ethos of cryptocurrency and blockchain that you should not be able to change the metrics or the 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 different ways in which you gather information to report to the people because cryptocurrency is All about the numbers being the numbers on the blockchain. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward after news, traffic, and sports, we're going to jump into a couple of other things that you need to know. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. You take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive, KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. Community. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins.
1: All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We're going to uh, just continue this cryptocurrency conversation today. I was looking at something that someone sent me uh, during this second, and I have got to share with you. It's almost like I need to stop because, you know, I'm affectionately called the queen of crypto. And the reason I'm called the queen of crypto is because I didn't want to be called the crypto queen. Because the crypto queen swindled folks out of a whole bunch of money back in 2017 with a coin called OneCoin. And so I just got this article that came across that somebody wanted me to take a look at. And I have to say this because I don't believe this story. And uh, I know some folks that lost money with OneCoin. And they've been looking for this lady called the queen of crypto. Her name is Ruju. Ruja Ignatovia, and she was the founder of a cryptocurrency pyramid scheme called OneCoin. And what they're saying is she could have possibly been killed in Greece. Now, again, she got made away with millions of dollars, and um, she was notorious for this Ponzi scheme. So, if anyone is not familiar with a Ponzi scheme, Or what a Ponzi scheme is, is when you put money in to buy a cryptocurrency and they pay back dividends or they pay out dividends to the to the people that were in before from the money coming in from new people. And so that was a Ponzi scheme that she was doing. uh, And she was supposedly she's been missing for all this time since 2017. She's been missing. And someone is just now reporting that she was possibly uh, killed on a yacht in Greece or somewhere. And, uh, I mean, that would be, that would be what, what they would want us to believe, especially since she owes so much money to the, uh, uh, to people just all over the world, not just here in America. And, um, so that's what they're saying at this time, that she is no longer alive and that they're they're stopping the investigation and all of those things, which means one of the any individual that was hoping to recover some money from one coin through. Uh, through some of the regulators here in the United States, there's no chance that that's going to happen at all because in the Mediterranean where, you know, her demise was, uh, of course, they're saying they can't find any other funds or anything like that and that she's gone. So they're going to stop looking. And so I don't know if I believe that story, but that is what just came across. And this is a really a big deal because they uh, made away with billions of dollars and the FBI here in the United States uh, has been looking for her and she's been wanted and all of those things. So this kind of eases that up for them. And so uh, for those individuals that did lose some money. And again, I know a lot of people that got scammed in one coin and these con- coins continue to come up and pop up. And so that's why I want to make sure our community is understanding all coins are not created equal. And when they tell you you can get rich quick from something, most of the time, it is too good to be true. Just like they say, if it sounds too good to be true, most of the time it is. And that's what happened with this as well. And so um, her brother-in-law uh, was brought to justice and a couple of other people were brought to justice. They pleaded guilty in uh, just last December. However, Um, they still don't know where the money is because they claim that she has the money, and now since she's no longer alive, supposedly, then they can't get access to that bitcoin. So, that one is a closed deal for those individuals that are. Waiting on that one. Again, there are so many different scams that have happened. And again, this cryptocurrency space is new. You're going to hear a lot more about it. But just like the scams that happen in the regular United, I mean, in the regular money, uh this is going to come fast and furious. And especially since money is changing and people are really starting to learn about cryptocurrency these these things are just bound to happen, unfortunately, because people are looking for ways to uh, extract money from your bank account. So please don't let it be in coins like one coin, or you're following individuals that are telling you to buy this cryptocurrency because it's the next best thing to to Bitcoin and all of those things. You got to be very very careful. And I'm going to continue to give you warnings that. Um, That I'm going to continue to give you warnings that those things are definitely um, happening and that uh, swindling of cryptocurrencies is absolutely on the rise and creation of cryptocurrencies to swindle people are on the rise because they know you don't know any better. And I won't say you don't know any better because you do know better because you're listening in. But those people that don't get this information that you're getting wind up being in trouble. And so one of the other things that I wanted to share because we were talking about price and we were talking about um, the macro news and you'll always hear me continue to talk about the macro news. And so the Federal Reserve Bank of New York led a study that examined the relationship between Bitcoin and macroeconomic data, finding that the two Barely have a link now, and so I always say that it definitely has a link because I feel like the same individuals that are in the old money space just recently were trying to get into the new money space. But because of FTX, some people have backed up, and so, um, the, the result is that they're finding that here this year, again 2023. That there is some correlation, but not as much as there was in 2022. So, we may see Bitcoin take a different upward trajectory than we have seen in the past, uh, for 2022, 2023, and such. So, the key result is that unlike other U.S. asset classes, Bitcoin, um, is in this monetary system just a little bit different. And the, the macro news that comes across is not going to affect it so much until these different regions around the world begin to accept Bitcoin as legal tender. But they are starting to do so. In fact, again, Hong Kong is opening up and allowing their regular everyday citizens to trade Bitcoin. That means the price Something is going to happen. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, They uh, they did and they did this study and they found out that Bitcoin seems to be slightly sensitive to this consumer price index. And that's what we've been talking about, understanding why or what the consumer price index is and what that data is and us taking a look at it and saying, hey, something's wrong with that. Maybe we better shore up our portfolio with this risk asset just a little bit more because we need to be decentralized. And so us looking at the CPI data again and measuring inflation and figuring out how uh, we are going to be efficient again in the future, not necessarily right now, what this looks like. And so uh, consumer price index data. Has been for many of us in the Bitcoin space one of the big uh, telltale signs as to how much more Bitcoin we need to sacrifice. And I always say, never invest more than you can afford to lose. How much more can I sacrifice more than $6 a day to make sure that I'm stacking my Satoshis? And so those are the things that I look at now when the consumer price index comes out and I notice that something's wrong with the data. I look at why are they telling us this thing to have us thinking this thing in order to get this reaction from me? So I shore up myself by pulling back and looking at how to stack more Satoshis. And I believe that most people that are really serious about Bitcoin in this cryptocurrency space are doing the exact same thing. But not only that, ladies and gentlemen, we are looking deeper and harder Into self sovereignty in every aspect of our lives because if they can fudge and change buckets of assets to come out with these reports, they can do that with everything that we have, including. Uh, And I'm at this just goes deeper and deeper as we look at it. We talked yesterday about the water and some of these other things uh, that we're not getting the real information on. And so these things all have to do around money. And it's just the it's just the way it is. It's the way that it's been. So when we come forward, we are going to jump into our uh, activities and things that we have that you can kind of tune into to get a little bit more information about the cryptocurrency space and some of the things that are going on in your area that you can participate in when we come forward this is kbla talk 1580
0: old money money, new money new money we've got you covered keep it locked to the midday money chain on kbla talk 1580 (laughs) department of public health now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk 1580. 1580.
1: All right. Welcome forward. We're going to just wrap up this conversation really quickly because we were looking or I have been looking along with just really, really probing and combing through the Internet, uh, really looking at what economists actually expected as it related to Bitcoin specifically. They expected it to respond to the monetary policy news, and they figured that Bitcoin is an asset with no intrinsic intrinsic value, which is what fiat is. Bitcoin has uh, they thought it was going to be something with no intrinsic value whose current value depends on on the discounted value of its future price. And so, you know, you always hear me saying Bitcoin is on sale. And so we're buying Bitcoin right now, or I'm buying Bitcoin. Again, I'm not providing any financial advice. I am buying Bitcoin right now because I feel like it's discounted and its future price is nowhere near where it is today. So changes in the current and future real interest rates powered by macroeconomic events should impact its desirability as an investment. But it is not, ladies and gentlemen. I have actually analyzed, in my opinion, and I think that it shows, the data shows, that while other U.S. asset prices respond to both Target and the path to this monetary policy news, Bitcoin is going to be unresponsive and it's going to continue to be unresponsive. And that's what I feel... um, Because changes in the short term don't matter to us that are hodling, H-O-D-L. We call it hold on for dear life. So the short term doesn't matter to us. Uh, While it's uh, its reaction to the news about the future path of policy, uh, you know, it hasn't been come out yet. We don't know what's going to happen. So it's not robust. So it really doesn't bother us at all. And so for those of you that are looking to be in the stock market and things of that sort, the S&P 500, on the other hand, is down 6.5 percent over the past year and up 5.2 percent in 2023 so far. And that's because of the macro news. And so we got to really, again, begin to pay attention to everything as we endeavor in this new space in uncharted waters, something that we've never been through before in history. Bitcoin is only 14 years old. It's still coming through puberty. It's still trying to figure out what it likes, what it doesn't like, what, you know, all of these things come into play when we look at Bitcoin and its price. And again, right now trading right around 24,000-ish. And um, we're really, really excited about what Bitcoin looks like in the future. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I need for everyone that is listening. If you have Bitcoin on any exchange, again, I know that there's new listeners on any exchange, be it Black Wall Street wallet. If you have a lot of Bitcoin on an edge wallet, if you have it in Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini, um, any of those platforms. Binance, you have got to take your Bitcoin off and put it into your own wallet. It is an absolute must, ladies and gentlemen. We have been preaching this for years, but now I'm almost begging you not to leave your Bitcoin in the hands of someone else that can control it, that can lose it, that can uh, allow you to get hacked in all of those things because we are seeing so many things that could happen. There's a whole bunch of if thens in this space. If this happens, then this could happen and you just sleep so much better at night. So a ledger wallet is what I am suggesting. If you need a link for ledger wallet because you need to buy it factory direct or Trezor or keep key or there's a bunch of them, but you have to get something. Uh, So that you can secure your Bitcoin because the value of it today is not what it's going to be in the future. So it may look like right now you only have. $500 or $1,000 or even $100. But what it's going to look like in the near future when the price of Bitcoin raises because of all of these other macro events that are happening, you're going to be happy that you secured your Bitcoin. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to dive into our daily dollar cost average. Uh, But I forgot to tell you, we are going to have a ledger in me. One, two, three, the ledger and me one, two, three is going to be in March and that is going to be on Zoom where I am going to help you set up a code storage wallet. We can't do it on the air. It takes about an hour and a half. I make sure that everybody goes through step by step and make sure that everyone has their private keys and knows what they are and how they work. So we're going to do that ledger in me one, two, three in March. And we're also going to do a crypto uh, essentials, so that you have everything that you need to be safe in this space. Consumer protection is education, and you're going to get just that here on the head of the crypto curve, along with some of the other things that we offer. So this is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: You're linked to the midday money chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. And night find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see for kbla talk 1580
1: all right welcome forward welcome forward we are now getting ready to do our dca a dca a day keeps poverty away that dca stands for dollar cost average and we've been rushing through uh the last couple of days because it's just been so much great information but what we're going to do is open up our black wall street wallet and again There are some updates coming, so you all are going to be very excited about these updates on the Black Wall Street wallet. But open up your Black Wall Street wallet, and that is a wallet that you can download on your cell phone. And this is our rendition of the real Black Wall Street or the one that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This cannot be torn down, burned or anything, but this is our Black Wall Street in the digital asset space. And so you're going to click on the purple circle in the middle. And this app can be downloaded from the App Store, Android and Apple. Uh, Click the two purple circles in the middle. You're going to click continue. We're going to buy six dollars worth of Satoshis. A Satoshi, ladies and gentlemen, is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin. Just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. And we are buying six dollars worth of Satoshis with our fiat money. Our other money with no intrinsic value other than what the government said it's worth. uh, But we can utilize it every single day because of that. And so we are going to do six dollars and I'm doing it one time. You can set this up and forget it. If you are having any difficulty with the platform, please reach out to me via that text message number and I will get you in contact with customer service so they can make sure that you are okay. And we are doing six dollars right now and I am putting it in my KBLA talk 1580 wallet on this platform called Black Wall Street. And voila, I have purchased six dollars more of Satoshis. And consistently putting in the same amount day in, day out, or week in, week out, or month in, month out allows you to take advantage of the market when the price is high and when the price is low, which I feel like it's on sale. Uh, I don't know where this price is going, no one knows where the price is going. I can't tell you when it's going to get up to one hundred thousand. I can't tell you when it's going to get up to a million. I can't tell you when it's going to get to one hundred million. But I am certain that if we look at the history of Bitcoin and what has been happening over the last 14 years, it is sure to increase in value. Based on history, everything that we do in the regular financial system is done based on history. So, why would this be any different? So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley show. And you all know, I always say D.L. is the truth. I absolutely love uh, what he has become in this space, the comedy, but very serious about our agenda. Uh, And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are creating Satoshi millionaires in this cryptocurrency space. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you
0: you're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Naja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers. Just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve.